Hey, good afternoon and welcome back to the Stacks of Cash podcast again. Jay Cohen. Hello, sir. How are you? David Duncan. Happy Thanksgiving to you, Hi, buddy. happy Thanksgiving, my man. Thank you. You are looking thinner than uh, last time I saw you. <laughs> I don't know. You're just eating lettuce. Saw like that extra like rabbit. Yeah, of course. Well, hey, guys, we wanted to, to touch base with you very quickly. I know the last podcast we did, outside of our favorite grilling podcast that we did, because we're such guys, uh, was a market update. And we were looking to the end of 2022. And some of the things that were going to be happening, they're going to get us... Uh, get our plan uh, really more crystallized heading into 2023. So we just want to talk about, you know, what happened in the election, what's going on uh, leading up to 2023, and give you a couple quick nuggets on how you can prepare for next year. So Jay, since the last time we talked, there was an election. Uh, Everybody knows the outcome of it. What does this usually mean for a stock market when you have a divided government like we are going to have going into next year? Well, the good news is, David, historically, a divided government would pretend well for the stock market. I mean, overall, in a normal environment, that would normally be what you'd be looking for. Right. And the reason is, is because a lot of stuff doesn't really get done. Mm-hmm. Okay. So uh, that, that'd be number one. Uh, but before we really get into some of the specifics, I do want to mention, and I can't remember exactly when we did our last market update, what was going on in the market. But as a reminder, uh, we had, in fact, you know, this is a new bit of development, actually. The, the The last market update we did, things were really going quite poorly in the market. Yeah. We've gotten down to about 25% decline in the market for the year. And then yeah. what happened was, two days after the election, the CPI came in lighter than expected. It was still high. The, the, the consumer price index, which is the sign of inflation at the consumer level, was high, but not as high as the market expected. And we had this humongous rally. We were up like 7 or 8% over the course of a week. Very quickly. Really quickly. Right. And so what that did is, is it brings a lot of buyers back into the market and it kind of calms everybody down. So, so you know, as, as Dave was talking about with the what does it mean as a result of the election and, and, and moving into the end of the year, you know, one of the things that we've, we've noticed over the years that we've been doing this, and I've, I've been investing since I was a small guy, you know, the turn of the calendar does does weird stuff. Right. Dave, can you think of a time when the turn of the calendar created a weird a weird result? Anything in particular come to mind? Well, I remember uh, in 2018 when the Federal Reserve was raising interest rates very quickly towards the end of uh, 2018. And I remember, you know, it was Christmas Eve and the yeah. market just tanked. And, and that momentum carried itself through January of that next year. Um, and it was, a, it was a wild time. Just, you know, once you have uh, uh, people back in the house, not shopping as much as before, you know, kind of getting back to work again, uh, you know, it gets – things happen because people spend their dollars a little bit differently. They do. And it's just – I don't know what it is. You know, you wake up on New Year's Day and you're, you have good feelings, good thoughts about what's coming on in the new year. And in the stock market, it's almost like whatever happened last year, it just gets it gets just ripped up, and it's a new day. And it, it, it's just it's this phenomenon that's crazy. And so you know, as we're sitting here looking at the current environment, and really the volatility that has been around during this year, you know, we mm-hmm. were we were down twenty, 
then we were down 10, then we were down 25, and now we're down 15 percent. These are all percents. And so when you see that type of volatility, that's pretty pretty pronounced. Yeah, it is. I mean, yeah, we're down 15 percent. I mean, it's just it's just crazy how this market's been this year. So so what we want to do is we want to kind of tell you a little bit about what David and I are looking at as we go into 2023. And as David mentioned, we want to give you some thoughts, a couple little things that you ought to be doing to prepare yourself for next year. So, Dave, mm-hmm. we wrote out a pretty good list of things that we're keeping an eye on. Yeah. What's the first thing that you're keeping your eye on? Well, I think that if we go down through the list that we created, we might put some people asleep. So we'll, we'll do some highlights. Right, <laughs> we're yeah, going to do some highlights. highlights here. Keeping uh, it light. The first thing we're doing is we're, we're looking at what's called leading indicators. And that, that's just forward-looking data points that can help project what you think is going to happen in the future. And, you know, uh, some of these things um, may be happening coincidental like happening now but you can you can play that forward and so you know one of the first things not first things but one of the real things that made me scratch my head was a couple weeks ago when Jeff Bezos came came out and said hey we're gonna we're gonna start laying off about 10,000 people Um, you know especially in the retail sector which is a little odd going into Black Friday. That's like, what? Cyber Monday. I think they like created Cyber Monday. And yeah. they're going to lay off a bunch of people. So uh, that was a head scratcher. Uh, and, and then you on the heels of that, you had Target. They had some really poor numbers and poor guidance going forward. And Gap was the same way. So, you know, those are three pretty large retail uh, shops that are, are really lowering guidance going into next year. And that, that's a bit of a head scratcher as you're entering the holiday season. Well, what's interesting about that is, is that when you see re- retail sales declining, mm-hmm. uh, consumers are what drive retail sales. And at the beginning of the year, the consumer confidence index was somewhere in the 130-ish range, I want to say. Are you thinking of like in June and July and all that? Because that's like the lowest it's ever been in the history of them taking the number. <laughs> the consumer confidence index? <laughs> yeah. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. Well, it's been, on a, it's been on a pretty steep decline. Yeah. So we're at about 102 right now. Yeah. And so we've seen this downward trend. So if you take retail sales, which major retailers are saying are weak for this quarter. Yeah. Upcoming, the, the fourth quarter, A. You take declining consumer confidence, and you have to ask yourself, well, What's, what's driving that? And I, I think there's a couple things, and we're going to touch on a few of them just kind of quickly. Mm-hmm. One is um, mortgage rates, inflation, which we've been talking a lot about. Mm-hmm. And then if you want confirmation, look at crude oil and gas prices. So, Dave, do you want to take maybe a couple of those things? Yeah, I spent about 20 weeks, or excuse me, 20 hours in, in the car the last uh, week or so. So I, I know nice. what the gas prices are like. With and a dog and a new baby, right? Well, just a dog came with me. The, the baby flew. Oh, right. The okay, baby nice. Flew. Yeah, I know. I had to do the legwork. Um, <laughs> so energy prices uh, have actually come down over the last 30 days, which is a little odd. So again, you go back to Economics 101. Is this this is this a supply or a demand issue? Um, you know? It happened, both things were the case back at the beginning of this year and last year, uh, where there's, you know, too many dollars chasing too few goods. The supply is really hasn't changed a whole lot. I think it's the demand that is much, much more suppressed than it has been in the last few months. And again, that goes to your point of consumer confidence. 
People think, just, they I, just don't drive as much. When, I think it appears that, you know, there's elasticity there. I mean, people change their habits mm-hmm. in the short run. There's a, a crowding out effect, if you will. You know, if a family has $2,500 of disposable income and per month and they spend 1000 on their mortgage and there's 1500 left over, you, something gives. Something's got to give. Something gives. We just got off Thanksgiving. Consumer prices were up humongous. In the food category, turkey prices, I don't even want to tell you. I think our turkey price was up about 30 35% this year. No kidding. I think I heard yeah. somebody say who, I think it was Mr. Wonderful on CNBC said that. He's great. Yeah, he's, he's, he's a hoot. But he was saying that he's seeing more and more people buy chicken for Thanksgiving because turkey's gotten outrageous in price. <laughs> so, Isn't that nuts? Yeah. Our, our turkey costs more than the brisket that I smoked. On wow. a green egg, wow. which I think I may actually move over to the pellet grill next year. That's a yeah. different story. We'll get exactly. back to that later. Perfect. But, you know, when you think about what we're looking for, what David and I are looking for are signs that would be leading indicators of what to expect going into next year. And Yeah, so no- exactly. Retail, demand-driven. You have energy prices. Looks like it's demand-driven. It does. Being influenced by inflation, including housing prices, which are driven by interest rates. I've got several friends in the mortgage business, crickets. Oh, totally. Total crickets. Mm-hmm. Dave, what's the new 30-year mortgage you telling me about a little while ago? Oh, man, I just had it pulled up, but it was over 7%. I think it was uh, 7.3, 7.32. Yeah. I mean, that that's outrageous. Just for fun, I, I was just messing around the other day, and I, I, I decided to look at what impact that type of increase has on housing prices Mm -hmm. and it it literally is taking what was could have been like i I was looking at some weird numbers but a a house that would have cost you 4500 a month principal and interest is now like seven thousand a month principal and interest yeah man that's a pretty big swing humongous humongous and you're going to start seeing it i just saw an article the other day that said you're going to start to see housing prices crack a little bit here you know, one of the things also that uh, we are keeping an eye on is what the expectation is for the S&P 500 in terms of, of, of where the market may go next year. Mm-hmm. And we follow a guy, uh, his name is Byron Ween. He's, he's an old guy. He's been around for a long time. We've, we've checked some other spots, but, but one of the things that we're looking at is the way, the way stock prices get valued is, as is, is you know, many of you know, is it's the earnings per share times a multiple. And that multiple is generally expressed as a price-to-earnings multiple. Right. And when interest rates are, lo- are low, the multiple goes up. Right. I'm not going to bore you the otherwise, but that's what happens. Conversely, when rates go up, the multiple comes down. Dave, I saw the other day where the the expected earnings on the S and P five hundred next year could be two hundred to two hundred and ten dollars mm-hmm. in aggregate per share. You take all the companies, two hundred to two hundred and ten dollars when right. you're expecting. And that's Byron Ween's expecting that. That's Byron yeah. Ween. Yeah, yeah, he's a, a guy we followed for a long time. Oh, that's right. We wa- I, we watched that separately. Yeah, right. I, yeah, man, good memory. And so so the thing is, is like. They're projecting a multiple of like 15 
Mm-hmm. to 16 times. So what does that mean in terms of the what, what, what we would expect the stock market? Well, if you have like. a $200 earnings per share and you have a 16 P multiple, that's looking at an S&P number around 3,200. And we are today at? We're at 3,950 roughly, give or take. So that would be about a 19% decline from where we are today. So again, we're not we're not prognosticating that specifically. We're quoting a guy who's made some right, projections around course. earnings per share and price earnings multiples, but the price ulti- price earnings multiple contracts in a rising rate environment. Earnings will be down because inflation is up. That's right. Companies across the board are laying people off. Amazon, ten thousand people. Facebook, eleven thousand people. Salesforce laid off a bunch of people. Twitter has laid off about 6,000 people. Mm-hmm. So you're starting to see some softening in the, in the employment ranks. And when you get consumer confidence going down and demand going down, eventually that does impact earnings across the board, both at the consumer level and at the business level. That's right. Right? Yeah, absolutely. So, so, Dave, you know, as we as we start to move into what, what we ought to be doing here, um, I'm going to start it off like this. If people in the know tell you what to think about, you probably ought to pay attention to them. That's right. They're telling you. They're telling you. And I'm not saying David and I are the ones that are in the know. We have data, and we've tried to share that with you. But there are people that are confirming that. So, Dave, what is it that you and I are recommending, both for ourselves, our friends, our clients? What are we recommending people ought to be doing to prepare as we move into this new year? You know, it's uh, it's almost like if a hurricane is coming, and you, you don't know if it's going to be a big hurricane or small, maybe a tropical storm, but you're at least going to put your shutters out and cover your windows, right? I mean, that's kind of what we're thinking. I mean, a recession doesn't always have to be doom and gloom, but, you know, if, if there is some turbulence ahead in the market, be practical, take some conservative steps, maybe keep a little bit more cash on hand, um, and just be prepared for it. Just don't be surprised by it when it happens, because again, you have Jeff Bezos, you have Target, Gap, President Biden said that you know it could be a tough 2023, so listen when they're telling you that, and don't be surprised if that does happen, but position yourself to get out of that when the market does turn positive. Absolutely, and you know I think that if I could sum it up in a word, the word that I would use would be caution. Yeah. Be cautious. Um, be careful. As David mentioned, notable people have stated repeatedly mm-hmm. that it's time to, you know, just take a take a careful look and inventory of what you've got. So if you have questions on that, you have any thoughts on that you'd like to share with us, as always, please, please reach out to us. We're available. And uh, as we always say, please feel free to share Stacks of Cash podcast with your family, your friends, and your coworkers. Thanks a bunch and have a great day. The information in our podcast are the opinions and viewpoints of the moderators and guests only. For information and disclosures regarding Monterey Wealth and its professionals, please go to www.montereywealth.com and select the firm disclosures link under the about tab.